Hello again. What? What? Hello. <laughs> wow. Hello once again, guys. This is Options. Uh, and while we're, you know, kind of chilling out with this, uh, hanging out with this, uh, this whole quarantine situation going on, I figured out. Well, let's let's sit down and let's have a discussion. Uh, so recently, I was actually looking. Excuse me. I was looking through an article from Nintendo Life. I want to say, and. It was actually something interesting. It was about this game called Hatred, which if you're a gamer, you've probably heard of it, if not just vaguely, but I'm gonna kind of go into a little bit more detail. So the game Hatred was developed by uh, a company called Destructive Creations. I believe it was, their, it was their first game. And also keep in mind, I'm gonna be doing a lot of this off the top of the dome. We're gonna be talking about Nintendo's shift in mindset for mature kind of more mature themed games and we're also going to go into how they kind of dug themselves out of the uh third party horrible third party support that they had for literally like generations like probably like 10 to 15 years <laughs> if not to like 20 years of like horrible third party support like nintendo was definitely always known for it uh even some people today still still kind of say it. But anyway, the game Hatred, it was made by a company called Destructive Creations. It was released, I believe, on the PC. I don't, I don't know if it was released on a console. Again, I'm doing a lot of this off the top of my head. I, I, I decided I'm just going to go right off the top of the dome. And if, I, and if I'm wrong, just correct me. But I did a little bit of fact checking like here and there. So basically, the game... The game Hatred, it was created by Destructive Creations, and basically what it was about was just this madman, this guy who just, he hated humanity, and he was just like, you know what, I'm just going to kill everybody. I'm just going to try to kill as many humans as I can, because I just hate humanity and everything about it, and that was the game, and, and he didn't have a name or a background, he, he wasn't given anything, his name was just the antagonist, and that was it, and you played him. And you just ran around killing innocent people. And that was the whole game. Until uh, eventually the police, uh, I believe, killed you. Uh, and that was the entire game. There was no extra point. There was, there was no nothing. It was just You just ran around and you just killed people. And obviously this was a play by the company, right? This was a play to stir up hype around the game. Now the reason I'm talking about this game, obviously what we do here is mostly Switch news right now. The reason I'm kind of bringing this up is because this game is coming to the Switch. <laughs> a Nintendo console. This game where basically you are just a psycho going around killing people is coming to the Switch. I, 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 just a Nintendo console, period. I never thought I'd see the day. So Nintendo has changed their mindset a heck of a lot. They still have some of that dra draconian thinking, but... A good portion of their mindset has definitely shifted over the last, over the last, especially the last maybe like three or four years, like specifically towards a lot of things. So we're gonna kind of do a deep dive into this. Uh, Destructive Creations, by the way, uh, they they the game Hatred didn't get too too many great reviews, but they the, the the developer is competent like the two or three games they've released since then have all seems to I haven't played any of these games I just I just got to go by what by reviews and what people have generally said about them but most people tend to agree that hatred kind of sucked but the rest of the games they've released have been 
pretty spot on as far as re reviews uh, and their critical acclaim. They've been pretty pretty spot on. So the developer note they're talking about, I think this first game was just to stir up hype and make people know who they were. Because if they just released a boring, over-the-head, twin-stick shooter, I don't think they would have been gotten even as far as they have gotten now. Uh, just to, just putting that out there. Because the game was pretty generic. The only thing that saved it or really made people know about it was the fact that it was so controversial. So that, I think that was their whole plan. That's what they wanted. That's what they planned to do. I think it worked out pretty decent for them. Now, moving on to Nintendo. This one game kind of, again, like I said, kind of proves that Nintendo, Nintendo's entire mindset has shifted completely from what they used to be. And... I'm going to kind of go over that a little bit and the kind of draconian mindset of with third parties over the last couple generations and how now they're just like, hey, whatever, you want to put your stuff on the Switch? Go for it. We don't care if it's mature rated, none of that. We're all for it. So, so we're going to go all the way back to, man, like the 90s, 90s, maybe even further back than maybe in the 80s because we're going to the first, um, again, I'm doing the top of my head. We're going to the um, so the original Nintendo and Super Nintendo all had great third party support. Uh, I think especially Super Nintendo. Uh, I think the, the Nintendo had great third party support as well. But man, Super Nintendo had just a lot of great titles. Obviously, a lot of you guys know them or have probably played them. Uh, Super Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. You know, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Castlevania, you know, the list goes on and on. There was nothing wrong with their third-party support then. What started to happen, though, and this is the first that we've seen Nintendo start to make these, these kind of odd mistakes that don't really make a lot of sense. Like, they are not... Nintendo is not good at adapting. I think their whole mind says if it, if it, if it works, why fix it? Like that's their entire mindset. So we kind of see that moving into the Nintendo 64 era of games. Oh. oh okay, sorry, I got like a little notification. Bling. Sorry. <laughs> the Nintendo 64 era games. Actually, let me just turn my phone on silent. There we go. The Nintendo 64 era games. The reason that this is important and, and kind of proves Nintendo's mindset at this point, during Nintendo 64's time, in the what mid-90s, kind of mid-late-90s, we already were seeing shifts away from the cartridge, uh, using cartridge for games. And I'm going to kind of go into detail as to why. On Nintendo 64, there was no reason to have cartridges. <laughs> Besides, I, I know Nintendo kind of tried for a little bit to do CDs, but overall, the, the console, they want to do cartridges with it. And this was the problem. Cartridges did not hold as much space as CDs. They were harder to manufacture and ship over over CDs. Now, don't get me wrong. There probably someone, and you guys can feel free to uh, to send me an email or to get this. I want to open up a discussion, so you can feel free to send me an email or you know send me a message on Anchor. Um, but basically. Like, if there is something going on in the background, let me know. 
but basically from what i from what i know about nintendo's history just me personally without doing any like deep research or anything this was nintendo mindset going into the nintendo 64 generation they just want to use cartridges just because <laughs> again if i'm wrong let me know you know email me at options uh, with a z at hinstage.net or send me a message to anchor i will do another episode and i'll respond to it um or i'll just put it at the beginning of the episode and just let people know like hey i was wrong yada yada but from what i gather like they basically did this <laughs> because they just wanted to they were like no we're not gonna do your cds no, we're going to do cartridges. And what this did is it actually costed them Final Fantasy VII. Believe it or not, Final Fantasy VII was supposed to come to the Nintendo 64, but it just didn't make any sense to do it because I think even back then they needed multiple discs for it to even be on the PlayStation. I think it was multiple discs. I didn't own this game, so don't quote me on this, but I think there was multiple discs on Final Fantasy VII like when it first came out. And they yeah they they couldn't release on the nintendo 64 because it was just too many restrictions it made no sense like why put it on the nintendo 64 when it holds less data and it costs more to ship when we could just put it on the playstation and it costs less sh- less to ship and holds more data there's really no reason to put it on the nintendo 64 and this is where we start seeing developers start to drop off from nintendo a little bit and they start to actually pick up on the playstation uh, just imagine how many more third-party games we would have had on i mean not to say that nintendo 64 was a slouch but imagine how many more games we would have had on the, on the nintendo 64 if it had cds that being said i i still like the cartridges because it just it just really had especially back then it really had that nintendo feel but from just a like a company standpoint like a financial just business standpoint it didn't make a whole lot of sense me personally i liked it because it was very nostalgic you can just like bam you know slab your cartridge into the system like the super nintendo and the nintendo for before it so it, it it was great for me but again from a business standpoint this didn't make a whole lot of sense uh and this is where third parties started to pull out and then uh from the nintendo 64 we went to the gamecube and yet again, Nintendo did the same thing. They started using these smaller discs. And the problem with the disc is that it was the same. I think they used a small disc so they could make the console a cube. Again, this is off the top of my head. But, but I feel the only reason that they did that is because of their own vision. That they wanted the disc to be small to be, to make it like a cube don't get me wrong the gamecube was a great console i love the gamecube but there was a lot of just a lot of things that didn't make a whole lot of sense that nintendo did and i'm going to tell you two things one was the disc because i believe that we got less third-party support because of the discs sorry my cat trying to eat my food i have over here one was the disc the disc did not the disc was too small they, they didn't hold enough data. It, and it was another one of those things of why port over here when we can just port over here and have more, more disk space. Another thing is that, and I can't find this article because it's, it's been such a long time. Like this was, keep in mind, this was probably like 15 years ago that he said this. Uh, and I, I remember, I just remember being like maybe like 14, 15 at the time. It was, or, or maybe I might have been a little older. It was when um, 
uh, Resident Evil, what was it, Resident Evil 4? Uh, the first, the first one that they shift in um, in the camera perspective, I can't believe I am forgetting this. I believe it is Resident Evil Four. Um, the first one they actually shift in like the the camera perspective of starring Leon Kennedy, and yeah, it was that that during that time I remember reading an article from uh, Iwata. You know, may he may he rest in peace. But he said that our customers don't care about online uh this is what he said specifically and i just remember like as far as online as far as like online play like he was like yeah our, our customers they don't care about online play i don't believe they care about that i'm paraphrasing again it's been like 10 or 15 years but i believe that's what he said and i just remember sitting there like no no i i like online play <laughs> because during that time during the whole gamecube era in my personal household, I was thinking, man, you know what? I need to just stick to one company because I can't keep branching out because we can't afford to keep buying multiple consoles. So I was like, you know what? From now on, I love Nintendo. I love their games. I'm just going to stick to them. And when he said that, I kind of like, man, it kind of sunk me because I was like, dude, they really aren't going to put any effort into this. Even though I love playing multiplayer games. I love playing online, especially co-op games. And he made it obvious that, hey, we don't care about that. And I believe the factor of the smaller disc and the GameCube not having online play is what made it lose to the Xbox. Because the Xbox, it edged out the GameCube by a little bit. I believe it was like a million units. So the GameCube didn't like, wasn't like stomped that generation. Excuse me, I'm sorry, that, that generation. The GameCube didn't get stomped, but it did kind of get put in its place by the xbox the xbox was like hey you know what and and that was a shame because the xbox was a new player microsoft didn't have any they didn't have any they, this was their first console so yeah nintendo should have won that and they didn't and then after the gamecube when they lost that generation they came back with the wii now the everyone knows the wii's problem it was one it was their remote and people tried to do the gimmick the waggle controls and stuff like that because nintendo they they basically gave you like the the trailers that they have for the at first i thought the wii was stupid until i seen the trailer i'm like man this could work but basically they were giving you man guys wouldn't this be wouldn't this be great if this is what it was this isn't what it's gonna be though, but this would be great if that's if, if that's what it was. You know the 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 trailer where they had the guy like jumping on the couch and like swinging, uh, the Wii mode and like you know people were like doing all kinds of all kinds of craziness that didn't happen or if it did happen it was just equated to waggle controls. It was nothing like the the trailers they showed, but yeah with the with the Wii it was. It was this whole this whole problem of the the hardware was also too weak. It was basically just an upgraded GameCube. It sold a ton of units because it came with a game. It came with Wii Sports, and a lot of people loved that. Some people didn't even get another game besides that, or very few besides that. Fun fact: I got my game used, so I didn't even get Wii Sports. <laughs> so I, was, I missed the best part of the get the Wii there. But it was sold out everywhere for like a year straight. So the one I did find, I was like, I need to just, I need to just grab it. But uh, either way, I'm getting off on a tangent. The Wii didn't get the, the, the Wii got third party support, but it 
it got it in such a bad way. It got a lot of shovelware. Like people, even EA said this in an interview. They said, and I remember this one, so you could you could fact check me on this one for sure. Because I remember them saying, hey, we just put stuff on the Wii. This is me paraphrasing. But they were like, hey, we just put stuff on the Wii so that we could ha- earn the money to actually fund our real games. And I think that's what a lot of developers did. They just kind of found a way to shoehorn their games on this on, on the Wii, even though it was super underpowered. They found a way to shoehorn their games onto it because, and they tried to just make it as quick and as fast as possible so they could make a quick buck because it was just selling so well. But the but the the actual third party hardware wasn't. I think it was selling okay, but it wasn't selling like that great. And this is another problem with Nintendo is that they a lot of their a lot of their consoles they don't like third party games don't sell on them. They sell because they're because looking at the. GameCube and the Wii specifically, it didn't make any sense because why why would I buy a game on the GameCube when I can buy it on the PlayStation or Xbox, the PlayStation 2 or Xbox and get online play possibly with that same game, especially on the Xbox. You had a reason to buy a game on the Xbox and you had a reason to buy it on the PlayStation 2 because everyone had a play... So the reason for that you would buy a game on the Xbox, and I know I'm kind of going in a tangent, but I'll say this real quick. The reason you would buy a game on the Xbox is because of online play. Xbox had an amazing online play. So that's why you would probably choose to buy a game on the Xbox as opposed to the other three. The reason you would buy a game on the PlayStation 2 as opposed to the other the other two. I think I said other three, I meant other two. The reason you would buy it on the PlayStation 2 is because everyone, literally everyone had a PlayStation 2. Like, it was hard to find someone who didn't have a PlayStation 2 because it was basically the adults bought it for their kids because it was a DVD player. And so you got a DVD player and the kids got a game. You got two and one. And and I think at the time it was really around the same price as a DVD. So you might as well get it. Um, So, yeah. But when it came to GameCube, it was like, why should I buy this game on the GameCube? What's the incentive of buying it on the GameCube? Nintendo, this will be a problem on pretty much every Nintendo console, but they address it. They they, they address it with the Switch, which I'll get to later. Uh, moving on to the Nintendo Wii, there was no reason to buy a game on. The, there was literally, 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 however you want to say literally, but there was no reason to buy a game on the Nintendo Switch. As opposed to the other two, unless you want to waggle controls, because the online, even though albeit it was free, it was bad. And two, the graphics were toned down and the game didn't run as well in most cases. So there was no reason to buy a game on the Wii as opposed to the others. The little support that it did get across all platforms. And it, it rarely got that because people didn't feel like it was worth it because their game, no game was really selling all that well, I don't believe. Um, now, getting to the Wii U. This is possibly the biggest blunder that Nintendo had as far as their main console since the, like, the Virtual Boy. And the Wii U was actually the only Nintendo console, believe it or not, that I never, I never owned in the Wii U. I never owned it. And... I'm going to kind of get into why. The, one of the reasons is that a lot of people didn't know what it was, including me and my friends. We all thought it was a controller that was just an upgrade to the Wii, which I thought was at the time. I was like, man, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was its own console. 
they I remember an E3, I forgot which year it was, but I remember an E3 presentation. It might have been 2000, what, 2014, 2013? I, I forget, but it was, a, it was an E3 conference uh, presentation. And Ninten- excuse me, and Nintendo, they had this showing of the Wii U, and it was so bad. It was so horrible. It was, I, I left it. And I still didn't know what the... Well, I guess it wasn't uh, that horrible. But basically, I left... Like, after their E3 conference, I, I did not know what the Wii U was anymore. I had no idea what the e, what the, 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 the Wii U was. I still didn't know what it was. I'm like, so is this a controller? Is it a console? Like, what is it? And a lot of people left feeling that same way. Even the people hosting was like, uh, mm, okay. I remember, like, I think like Adam Sessler and the other guy who used to host the attack of the show. I forget his name. His name escapes me. But uh, I, I feel like at the time they were both like, uh, yeah, okay, sure. And like, we none of us knew what was going on with the Wii U, and at and there we did we the Wii U got some third party support at first when it came out, but it didn't it didn't stick because a lot of the third party support just revolved around hey you can use this gimmick <laughs> this is the same problem with the say the same thing that 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 we had it was like hey you can use this gimmick where you can like look down on your pad and you can kind of cycle through your inventory and yeah i guess that's useful in a lot of games but overall like does it is it real it's useful but is it revolutionary is it evolutionary? Is it is it like changing gaming? No, you're just giving an extra screen that you have to look down on and kind of take your face away from the TV screen. But a lot of people like that. I didn't have a Wii U, so I didn't really get to experience it. But a lot of people did like that, and there's nothing wrong with it. But I don't think it was that big of a leap forward that it changed the industry. And this was the problem. A lot of the games, this the Nintendo kind of faced the same problem they had before. Why buy a game on the... If I don't care about the Wii U controls, why buy a game on the Wii U when I can just... I think at the time, it was like 100 bucks difference or something. It wasn't really that much difference between the Wii U and the other guys. So it's like, why buy a Wii U when I could just go to one of those other guys and just buy a game, the full game, and get great online, voice chat... That's another thing. I didn't even touch on voice chat or anything, but I can get voice chat good online and whatever I want. Like the only the only advantage the Wii U had was that it had free online, and even then the PlayStation, the PlayStation, uh, actually no, the PlayStation, what three? Yeah, the PlayStation three had um, I think it had free online at the time. Oh man, I might be getting my generations mixed up. Yeah, I'm getting my generations mixed up because of how Nintendo kind of abandoned. Yeah, no, so none of the consoles. Let me let me rewind. None of the consoles. The, the Wii U, I think, was the only one that had free online, but it was so terrible it was like barely worth mentioning. I did not own a Wii U, but and I don't mean like the Wii, the Me Plaza. I believe that one was that was pretty good. But as far as like the actual online. I don't think the games had that great of online. I think it more or less matched the Wii. I think some games offer like chat support and stuff like that, even more than I believe the Switch, surprisingly. But yeah, I don't think it was all that great. The reason I didn't get one personally 
was because I was waiting. I like I just kept. I was gonna get one, but I also ran out and bought the Wii, and that didn't work. <laughs> but it worked. But I was just so bored with it that I just ended up buying a 360. I just got that bored with the, with the Wii that I just bought a 360 because I was like, man, I finally got my hands on this thing and I'm still not having that much fun with it. <laughs> so I just ended up buying, all my three friends had a 360, so I just bought a 360. So the Wii U, I didn't get it because I was waiting on all these great games and in my opinion, they never really came. I got it, Some games were pretty good that came to the Wii U, but... It was nothing that I was like, man, I need to get the Wii U to buy this. Except for Super Smash Brothers. But it came to the 3DS. And you would see this across multiple games. It was weird because Mario Kart came to the the Wii U. But also, but the 3DS had a Mario Kart of its own. What else? Uh, Donkey Kong, it came to the Wii U. But the DS had a Donkey Kong game of its own as well. That was kind of in a similar vein, and then at least the, I think the, the first Donkey Kong the first Donkey Kong Country on the Wii was recreated for the 3DS. I think that's how it was. Then it was another game, Super Smash Brothers. It was on the 3DS, and so it was. It was like it was no reason to buy the Wii U. I could just buy the Super Smash Brothers on the 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 3DS. If I really wanted to get my Super Smash Bros. fixed, like it wasn't worth it to me to buy a whole console just for Super Smash Bros. At least not at the time. When I could get it on the 3DS, if I just really want that Super Smash Bros. fix, I would just get on the 3DS. It was it was lesser, yes, but it was still that Smash Bros. fix. Like I could get it somewhere else. And I think that's why the Wii U kind of fell to the wayside because everyone had a 3DS, but it was like, why get a Wii U when I could just get a similar game like if i want that fix i'll just like if i want the donkey kong country fix i'll just get on the 3ds and just take it with me anywhere as opposed to buying it spending what 300 bucks on the console and then buying a game i could just get on the on the 3ds and just get that itch satisfied <laughs> and there's some games that came to the 3ds that never came to the the Wii U, like Luigi's Mansion, it was on the 3DS. Like, it, like, like if you get the 3DS, there was no reason to have the Wii U. In, in, in certain instances, I won't say that 100% for sure, because the Wii U still had some gems. But I, I didn't really care about the, the Super Mario 3D World games or any of that stuff. So it just didn't resonate with me. So I just didn't get it. And I think a lot of people felt that way. And that's why third-party support weaned, because it just didn't sell enough to generate third-party support. And now, kind of getting to the Switch, we see a huge change in Nintendo's mindset on the Switch. After the failure of the Wii U, the Switch, they have, man, they have, I think they've really, instead of going against the grain with third-party developers, they really have tried to work with them. I think the biggest example of this is two big examples. The lighter one would be how easy they've made it. Apparently, I haven't ported any games to the Switch, so I don't know, but how easy they've made it to port games from like the computer over to the Switch. Apparently, like they say, it's super easy from what developers are saying. It's like super easy to port your games over to the Switch. Like it's like nothing. So they made it, so they made that super easy. And two, one of the biggest things that I think, I don't think Nintendo has ever done. Uh, if they have, it's been really wrapped under wraps. But 
basically Nintendo raised the, the Switch's RAM to Capcom specifications. Because Capcom told them, they were like, hey, look, we, uh, the Switch can't handle our games. <laughs> it doesn't have enough RAM. You guys got to put some more RAM in it. And they ended up doing four gigs of RAM, which is the specification that they needed to put Resident Evil games on, which I think that was good on Nintendo because Capcom, I feel like, has really been in Nintendo's corner in a lot of cases. Resident Evil 4 coming to the GameCube, uh, the support they gave, the, the 3DS going as far as to give it an ex uh, exclusive for a little while. And now the support, they've I think they've really given the Switch. I think they've given the Switch pretty good support. Uh, so far, so yeah, I, I don't think they want to lose that player, but for them to be, they could have just been like, Pah, we would put what we want in our console, but no, they they listened. And there's a fact of games like Hatred coming to the Switch, which is crazy. I never thought in my lifetime I would see a game like Hatred get put on the Switch, but you know, it's here, <laughs> it's here, which is crazy because I and I haven't looked this up, but I believe on the Wii, on the Wii or the Wii U, one of them, the Binding of Isaac, the developer wanted to put it on the console, and Nintendo said no. <laughs> Nintendo was like, no, you can't put Binding of Isaac on our console. No, no, no. And now I believe it's on the 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 Switch. Um, I think it's on the Switch. Yeah, like no problem. Because I believe what Nintendo realized is that you can't have it both ways anymore like like because what nintendo what the what the we did was monumental what we did was crazy but it was also a one kind of a one trick pony that's only going to work one time and i think nintendo has realized like hey if we want the switch to work we're going to have to accept more games that's why we got mortal kombat on the switch which i own mortal kombat's on the switch Full gore, full violence, everything. We got hatred on the Switch. Like, we have all kinds of doom. Doom is on the Switch. I don't think that would have been on the one the Wii. I don't think that would have been on the Wii back in the day. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's another super mature game that I'm sure people could probably name like 20. Like, uh, what was that game? Devil's Third or something? Uh, I'm sure people name like, oh, well, this game was on the Wii and this game was on the Wii, but... It's a game like Hatred. I don't care what you say. That would not have been on nowhere near a Nintendo console. I think in any previous history that Nintendo has ever had, that would have not touched the Nintendo console. But it's coming to the to the Switch. Crazy, crazy times that we live in. The Switch. Uh, I think. What Nintendo has managed to do with the Switch is something that the uh, like the other like the sixty four uh, Wii Wii U and GameCube did not have, and that is its portability aspect. There is an advantage to rebuying a game on the Switch, or because the 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 Witcher three has been selling super well on the Switch, it's been selling like hotcakes on the Switch. And this is the reason, because on the Switch, it's a portable console, so you can take it on the go. You can't take the PlayStation 4 on the go. You can't take... Thank you. My cat is talking. <laughs> He's agreeing with me. You can't take the Xbox on the go. 
but the Switch you can take on the go. So you have a reason to purchase the game on the Switch as opposed to anywhere else. And the portability aspect, I think, makes it amazing because you can be at a coffee shop and take it out and play or do or do your update. Like if you're hanging out with some friends, you know, at, uh, at Starbucks or something or at a friend's house and you have your Switch with it, you could just do an update right at his house. Update all your games right at his house and be done. Can't do that with any of the other consoles. So the Switch provides a different experience as opposed to, I think, as opposed to the Wii U, as opposed to the Wii, and as opposed to the GameCube. And to even lesser extent, the N64, because I think the N64 had a lot of bangers, but, and there was a reason to, I think, back then they didn't have like online and stuff like that. So, eh, so you could make a definitely argument, I guess it depends on which, which controller you like the best. That's, that's what it was back then. Which controller you like the best, uh, which game format you like the best. Do you like cartridges or do you like discs? But now things have gotten a lot more complicated. And yeah, I think Nintendo has definitely knocked it out of the park with the with the Switch here. Uh, I think they're, they've become, they've opened up a lot. They've become far more accepting. And I think they have finally, finally won back third-party developers. I think everyone wants to put their game on the Switch. They're like, we don't care what the fudge we got to do. Get it on the Switch. <laughs> like, they, they, they couldn't, because they, it's worth it. People will put in the effort to and i'll say this before i go people put on put in the effort to port a game over to a nintendo console even if the game has to be a little watered down they just want to make sure they're going to make money because that what i think the witcher sold like half a million that's a lot of co that's a lot of copies for a port and that's 500 that's a half of that's five hundred thousand that they wouldn't have had without porting it over to the switch it's it's worth in to them it's probably that's probably worth the time because you got to think about it uh sixty dollars a pop thirty million dollars and i doubt since it's a port i doubt it took 30 million to push it over to the the, the switch so they i think i mean this other stuff you gotta account for like you know obviously they're not that's not pure profit but i'm saying they're making money <laughs> I think it's even more than five hundred thousand. I think it was like seven hundred thousand uh, that the Switcher, the Witcher Three, has sold on the Switch. But either way, the game third-party games are selling great on the Switch. I think Nintendo has hit out the park. They they're listening to their their third-party developers now. They're working with them, and I think the the Switch has a bright future. The only thing Nintendo has to work on now is decent online, and I think this will be the literally the perfect console. <laughs> All right, guys. Well. I just want to have a little discussion with you and just, yeah, just chill, chill, hang out for like half an hour or so. I'm going to edit all the, I'm going to go through and edit all this stuff, so all the hiccups I've made, because I've made a lot of hiccups this podcast, crazily enough. But yeah, anyway, uh, you guys take care. Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you, uh, keep an eye, I have my YouTube channel linked in my Anchor, in, uh, in Anchor now, but yes, I have a YouTube channel, it's options with a Z, menu. Well, that's, that's the YouTube channel. <laughs> Options with a Z menu. Look it up. Check it out. I also have a Twitter now. Uh, Hidden Stage or at Stage Hidden. And I have a... Excuse me. I have an Instagram now. Ooh. Ooh, fancy. Instagram. It is Hidden Stage without an A because that was taken. <laughs> so, yeah. Hidden, so, Hidden Stage.
Hidden Stage Note A is my Instagram. Stage at Stage Hidden or Hidden Stage is my Twitter. And my my uh, YouTube is Options with a Z menu. So check those out. Um, I'm gonna be up. I'm gonna be tweeting, Instagramming, all, all kinds of stuff. Because I want to be more connected with you guys. If you guys have any questions, again, just uh, email options with a Z at hiddenstage.net. All right. Well, you guys take care and you have a great day. Bye.